Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. What up, Sooner fans? This is your host, Jay Heasy, formerly number 27 on the field, but always number one in your hearts. Here with me today, you know who it is, my right-hand man, number nine on the field, our captain, the Braden Weight Room, Willie Willis. And this is the podcast on the prairie. Braden. Jay. Match my energy, my boy. Oh, I have a bunch of energy. I have a bunch of energy. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I might be spoiling it. So, but talk to me. I was voted permanent captain for team 128. Bam. At practice today. Today is Monday, December 19th for everybody listening. And I was voted that. And it was a huge honor. It was a huge honor. Um, you know, it's definitely not the season that we foresaw. Um, it's definitely not how I felt my captain season and last season would go. But, you know, it, it's definitely still a huge honor. You know, either Permanent way. captain. So, like, you just go down in, in the history books as the official captain of the year. Right. And then right. Coach said that in okay. a new uh, – in a new – was it? Team, new team building facilities, the new facilities that he's building, uh, they're going to, there's going to be a wall with team 128 because we're the one that started it. And then we're going to have our pictures and we're going to have a trophy case for the bedlam. And then we're all going to, uh, at the entrance where all the Heisman trophies and stuff are, we're going to have our hand, our hand prints taken. And then all of the permanent captains oh. are going to be represented forever. So that's pretty cool. Bro. That is so cool. I'm jealous. Well, you know, he, he just said Team 128 because, you know, he's we're the start of his little era. And, you know, you know, hopefully we planted seeds for so that down the line he'll be able to, you know, win him some of them, some of them natties. Yeah. I, I will say I'm proud that we do have a couple things in common, you know, being the senior bowl. Um, got that. Uh we both won the Don Key. Well, I, I don't think you win the Don Key. You're, you earn the awarded? Don Key. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're, both were awarded the Don Key. Uh, we got that on our names. Mm-hmm. Um, only thing we didn't share is Venables. So. Right. Hey, bro. Uh, I'm going to have to pull back up and get my name. My hand. I want my hand in there. <laughs> you know, I'm not Baker Mayfield or anything, you know. But, dang. I'll let your boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Hey, that's good though, bro. Congratulations on that. Thank you, sir. Um life just keeps on getting better and better for you though, bro. Um Hey Jay, as I start to plan for the next steps of my football career, I'm starting to learn about agents, financial advisors, and so much more. It's incredibly important to have people with expertise by your side as you navigate this new territory. Hey bro, let me tell you, make sure you take your time choosing these people. You know, the same goes for life, really. When your rights are in jeopardy, it's imperative to team up with experienced attorneys who will have your back, helping you navigate through tough times with guidance and support, working to get you efficient, client-driven results. That's exactly where Plainview Legal comes in. Plainview Legal Group focuses primarily on property law and business matters, including eminent domain, inverse condemnation, real estate transaction, oil and gas title examinations, adverse possession, quiet titles, and other boundary disputes. Plainview Legal Group also handles estate planning and probate from simple wills to proving undue influence. 
Plainview Legal Group is a Norman-based law firm owned and operated by two OU grads, husband and wife duo Travis and Haley Dennis. Haley has even taught a real estate transactions class at OU College of Law in Norman. To schedule your free consultation, visit their website at www.plainviewlegal.com or give them a call at 405-310-0183 or email them at info at plainviewlegal.com. Shout out to Plainview Legal for being the best presenting sponsor in the game. But uh, like we said, Sooner Nation, today is December 19th, uh, Monday. Uh, we have a very special interview for you all coming up. Um, you'll hear it here in a couple of seconds, and I'll say this just to reiterate how special it is for me, really, us. Um, yeah, like Beamer, well, we're, we're just going to talk about Beamer for a second, man. Like, Beamer really changed the way that I view football. Like, Beamer was the coach that really just gave me an opportunity, you know. He was really my first coach to, like, I don't know, like, really just at the college level just be like, yo, Jay Hall, like, you can do this. Like, he, he respected my opinion. I uh, got to OU in 2018. Um, I got there in 2017, as you guys know, and uh, really gave me that that extra push. You know, I think me and Braden have talked about it in the past. You know, there's there's levels to coming into college. You know, you 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 come in as a freshman, and, and then your your mindset changes, and you're like, okay, like we got to really make this important. You know, and then you know you you eventually get to where me and Braden have gotten on the back end is just realizing that nothing else matters but ball. You know, you you have to really commit all the way, and, and Beamer just kind of nudged me along, you know. And then uh, Braden got in the room and the competition, you know, sparked and so on and so forth, man. But I have nothing but good things to say about this man. Braden, I'm sure you can relate because you were in the room with me. You know, you got in there a little bit late, but uh, that's yeah. all the same. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, obviously I could go on and on and on and probably write a, a short novel about Beamer and, you know, the things that he's done, he's done for us, but – you know, I think the the biggest thing that, you know, Beamer has done for me is just kind of, and really all of us, is just kind of, no matter what the circumstances were, did his own thing. And what I mean by that is, you know, we had a lot of competition in the room, but there was never a like, oh, this is what other people think, so I'm going to go with that. It was a fair, honest, true, genuine competition and Beamer respected us all the same. He treated us all the same. You know, we all like he just did things, things the right way. Right. And that goes, you know, not just for his coaching, but that goes on to when he accepted the job offer at South Carolina. And he had no obligation to us at that point, you know, but he still came back to coach us in our champ, Big 12 championship. And, you know, it's just, it's just big. You know, he just does things the right way. And. I always appreciate him for the opportunity that he's given both of us and, you know, what he's the stuff that he's yeah. done. I've grown as a player for being and as a man for being under his lead. So, you know, a lot of appreciation for One thing Beams. I will say about Beamer is that he actually like took our opinion into consideration. Like on game day, um, probably once we got about a year in with him, um, my fourth year, Braden's third year, uh, he, he'd actually, like, come and be like, yo, like, what you see? Like, what you thinking? 
Um, I remember Braden, you know, remember we used to like run the mess out of like over and uh just go power like two guard or a guard and tackle pull, and we just run the crap out of that. Yeah. Yeah, clip yeah, yeah, clips, mess, like mets just down. basic things like Yeah, bro. Like he 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 made us feel involved. Like our our opinion mattered and you know, we we say this, we've said this before. We say we've said this. I'm sorry, we've said this before about you know that relationship between player and coach is that like when you trust your players, you're naturally going to receive that back, and that makes you want to play even harder. No know? doubt. And uh, Beamer made us feel that way, and so um, we felt like it was important to hype him up a little bit before uh, you guys listen to this interview, but to also express to you all how how special it is for us. And um, you'll hear me say this here and again in a few seconds, but um, it's really a full circle moment to to be able to sit down and and uh, interview a head coach. You know what I'm saying? Like to be able to just text the y'all y'all don't know what happens behind the scenes, but we had to reschedule this interview like three or four times. And uh, texting Beamer is like texting Nick Saban. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's right. a head coach in the SEC. You know, no matter how you put it, we're a former player. He respects us. We love him. Uh, Brayden, you got anything to share with the fans before we uh, before we let them hear the interview? Um, nah, like I just think that you'll be able to see how much we love him through our our commentary, how comfortable we are through our commentary, and there's a reason that the man went over the SEC and has turned around single handedly turned around that program. You know, so. Um, you know, his, his energy and his, um, his just, you know, his genuine nature is just, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to miss. All right, y'all coming up next bonus interview. You know, it is jingle bells. We have some homes to sell. The holidays are here. And did you know that home purchases slow during this season? Many home buyers shift from home shopping to gift shopping. With fewer buyers during this season, you have more options and less competition. Jay, you know we never shy away from competition, but I think in this case, less competition isn't the worst thing. Give yourself a gift and go shopping for your new home with Web Properties Group. Call Phil and Celine Webb at 405-322-5632. They're making a list of homes and checking it twice. 405-322-5632. That's the number. Fa la 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 lending. Don't forget to call the McDaniel Mortgage Group L's to get pre-qualified. Matt is ready to take your call at 214-435-1988 or visit www.appwithmatt.com. He can get you pre-qualified as fast as a reindeer fly from rooftops. The McDaniel Mortgage Team and Web Properties Group are ready to help you close on your new home so that next year, Santa can drop down your new chimney. Shout out to Thaline for writing this ad and getting me in the Christmas spirit. All right, Sooner Nation, the man that doesn't need any introduction at all, but I'm going to give him the best one I can anyways, all right? So coming in at 5'11", I didn't ask him how much he weighs because I want to be polite. The former receiver, but he played long snapper in college, so we know how his career was. Anyway, special teams coach of the year of the decade. Y'all know who it is. Our guy Shane Beamer, coach. Man, it's been a long time coming. Man, it has been. I I see this uh, podcast on the Prairie thing regularly, and I'm like, what do I got to do to get an invite? So (laughs) for all the for all the success we've had at South Carolina the last two seasons, I finally feel like I've made it by getting invited to be on this show. 
And you didn't say the weight, but I can report that my play, my weight currently is basically the same as my playing weight in college. Y'all know me. I stay pretty oh, active, so I'm, I'm proud, to, proud to say that. That's one thing I will say about Coach. Early mornings in there pushing them sleds and stuff. Coach Beamer get after it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I will I will say to second that I do I do respect your 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 working out because for all of y'all listening, even when we were co even when we were working at OU, Beamer would be in there sweating harder than us. Like mm-hmm. we come in the meetings hot, ready to go. <laughs> well, I had to to try and keep up with you guys, man. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, man, it's been so – I feel like this interview – it's really special to me because I feel like, in a way, this is full circle. You know, like, just the other day, you know, you walked into uh, an H-back room with a little chubby Jay Hall, and, you know, we were just figuring things out, and now here we are. I'm gone. Braden's on the way out. You're a head coach, and just – it warms my heart, you know. I feel like this moment was like destiny. No, I, uh, I don't disagree. It's really cool for me as well. I mean, I can remember coming into your high school, Jay Hall, when I guess I was at, I guess, Georgia, right? And um, yeah. came in. It was either Georgia or Virginia Tech. And I remember – Virginia. Yeah, you were at VT yep, still. I think yeah. so. I remember uh, coming in the coming to your high school and, and seeing seeing you in the weight room. And that's when I first saw you for the first time. And and then right. I got hired at – I got hired at Oklahoma – and I was living in Georgia, and I'll never forget Coach Riley sending me a text, and he's like, hey, check out this guy from uh, uh, Arlington, Texas, this uh, quarterback, think he might be like a tight end H-back force. What do you think? <laughs> and I start watching this video, and I'm like, dang. And then I literally fly to Norman, and I think the very first thing, one of the first weekends was when Will and his family visited. But a big, uh, a big part of me being – the head coach at South Carolina is because of the success that we had at Oklahoma. And you guys are a big part of that. And, and I was just showing a recruit y'all's picture yesterday. Cause I've got the picture of uh, you guys and some of the other tight ends, H backs from the, uh, I guess it was the Texas game. And what had it been 2020. Um, 20. And I got the, I got the golden hat on midfield and you guys are around me. That, that picture still hangs in my office and uh, you guys have always oh, been yeah. special to me and always will. So appreciate you having me on. It means a lot. Coach, just take us through real quick the transition from OU to South Carolina because I don't think that a lot of the times, even from my perspective as a player and even from the fans, we don't see what goes on behind the scenes of how, like, coaches jump from one spot to another. You know, perfect example, you were there, uh, linked to USC, um, BV to, you know, OU. What what goes on when – a head coach transitions like that. Do you guys have like an agent to handle handle all that, or how does that yeah, work? Yeah, a lot of that's done on the front end. So, like for me, it was um, uh, South Carolina. You know, reached out to say that they were interested in talking, and and that was when our season was still going on. So, if you guys remember, I was supposed to. We were supposed to play that Friday. Uh, I think that Friday night game against West Virginia that year in 2020, yeah. and it got uh, got canceled, postponed, but. I was actually going to interview for the job the night before after we finished all of our meetings. And then that game ended up gotten, getting canceled. So I interviewed for the job that we ended up not playing that weekend, interviewed for the job on Friday and, and then make a long story short, they, you know, offered the job and, and I accepted, but then that's when it really gets crazy is it's a transition. So if you guys remember, I took the job and I was gone for, 
I think uh, I was gone for like a Sunday. What was that? Uh, I was gone for like three days. And then we came yeah. back, and then we had the Iowa State in the Big 12 championship game. So it was such a whirlwind. Like, I wanted to finish what we started and go win a conference championship with you guys. Um, but it's just so much going on because you're trying to, like, get the Oklahoma team ready to play and do those responsibilities. Yeah. But then you're also – you're now in charge of an entire program, not just a tight end room. And um, mm-hmm. it was just so much – on my plate, that was a stressful time. Not to mention the emotional part of it as well. I mean, you guys right. know me. I mean, I'm I care about the guys I coach and love the guys I coach. And it was uh, it, it, even though I was leaving Oklahoma to go somewhere to be a head coach, like it was really, 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 really hard for me to leave OU and leave you guys and the other guys that I coach. So it was tough. I, I won't lie, Jay Hall. Just the emotional part of it, but then just the all the things you have to get done now that you're a head coach, putting together a staff, yeah. recruiting. Um, I mean, you name it. It's, it's a lot. So it was wild. It was wild. Yeah. yeah. Brady, you remember practicing without a coach? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. And, you know, to, to give credit to coach Beamer, like, man, you know, we, you talk about all this, but people don't really understand how busy you really were. I mean, we could see how tired you were. Coach would come to meetings and be like, man, I ain't slept in about two, two and a half, three days, y'all. <laughs> just bear with me. If I say something wrong, just bear with me. It'd be like, we got you. Coach. Hey, it was easy though. Like you guys can, y'all can coach yourselves, man. Like y'all remember um, the week that, so I interviewed for the job, if y'all remember this. And then, then the week that I got the job is when we played uh, Baylor. And so I got COVID. So I interviewed yeah, yeah. for the job, like, on that Friday. We come back on Sunday or Saturday, whatever it was, to start getting ready for Baylor. And I find out that I have COVID. So we've got yep. a game. One, I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to be the head coach of South Carolina or not. So I'm working on stuff for that. But then that was when you remember all the technology back then you had like the microphones out at practice where I could watch practice. (laughs) So I'm like isolating in a bedroom in my house in Norman away from the family. And I'll be honest, like I'm supposed to be watching practice on the iPad and being able to chime in, but I'm like, Jay Hall and they will got this man. Like they don't need me. So I'm laid up in the bed, just kind of just doing whatever, you know, but it it was tough, but no, you guys, uh, you guys, thank God we had a mature, uh, great tight end group. Good, but I miss being out there with you. But that that was the COVID week, and then it was wild because we played Baylor that night, and then that was actually the same night that that, that South Carolina called and offered me the job. Because if you guys remember, yeah. like I told you, I think it was probably on that Friday that there's a chance this could happen during the game. I didn't want y'all to like find out otherwise that this was a possibility, but. Thank God y'all are smart and great guys and great players that you could uh, you could survive without without me for a week. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't find out on Twitter. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, but on a serious note, me and Braden always clown with Joe John. Like he had, you know, our current or our my former position coach. He uh he had like the easiest first year. <laughs> Oh, position room ever. Yeah. Like, come on, you, you, it, it, y'all it, knew the offense better than probably he did. And, yeah, I mean, y'all, you could just uh, not. You know, I know you think a lot of him, and he made you better. But y'all could kind of like y'all could run things if you needed to. You did. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I. I said to him one time, I'm like, yo, bro, like 
only thing you're doing right now is subs. And he's like, man, I'm trying. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, hey, but that's hard but, to because you know how late Coach Riley was during practice. Like I'll forget, never forget. Like my first, my first practice at OU. Like you got like a script of all the plays and everything that Coach Riley's going to call. Then it takes about three plays, and you're like, whoa, 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 what are we doing here? Like, what does he call them? Yeah. But I remember looking <laughs> yeah. over at like Lee Morris and some of those guys, like. What's happening right now? And he's like, oh, he's just <laughs> calling it. You're not gonna know what it yeah. is. So, luckily, you guys, you could help. You guys could help me with that, and and uh, did as the as the season went on and the careers went on. Also, speaking of uh, Lincoln OCs, uh, I saw your your tidbit with the media and them asking about your OC and his background. Uh, how has it been? as a head coach forming your own staff, you know, I'm assuming this is what first time, like you're actually choosing each individual piece, yeah. right? Yeah. That's a big part of it. And you guys know this, like the, the, the coaching staff sizes are just so much bigger. You know, I know that at OU, they increased the number of coaches and stuff after coach Riley left, I think, right. Be will and, and Jay Hall. And, and yeah. so when you're like, when I take over, it's not like you're just hiring 10 coaches. Like you're trying to hire graduate assistants, analysts, um, all the support staff, strength coaches, all that stuff. You're responsible for hiring all of them, nutrition, mm -hmm. training room, player development, uh, on and on and on. So there's a lot, a lot that you have to do, a lot of hires. But, yeah, it's, um, that's a big part of it because there's a lot of great coaches and there's a lot of great coaches that I know, but you got to make sure that you got the right fits. You know what I mean? And and I don't need an entire staff of Shane Beamer clones. Like you, I need guys yeah. that, that compliment me and that are different styles than me where it all fits together, but all, all of us going in the same direction and believing in the same things and things like that as well. So you're always, um, you know, you're always, I don't know if you ever quite, I remember coach Stoops, Bob Stoops told me this, when I got hired, he's like, look, man, I'll never forget. We were standing out on the practice field at OU after I got the job at South Carolina. And he's like, all I can tell you is take your time putting together the coaching staff. Like everybody wants it done tomorrow, but you only get one opportunity to have your first staff. So make sure that you got the right people. And, you know, and I, I, I've always taken a long time to make decisions and I try to be very thorough and, and things like that as well. And, and, uh, you know, certainly we had some changes on our staff after year one and, and tweet, yeah. I feel like we made it better. And then we've had some changes on our staff already after year two and hopefully we don't have any more, but you know, you hire good coaches and other schools want to hire them and things like that. And that's part of it, but you're always, mm -hmm. uh, you're always keeping in mind people that you'd want to hire and, and trying to get the right people on the bus and or get the right people in the right seats on the bus, if you will. Yeah. I know uh, for Braden or even for me, I think six months into the BV hire, they were still grabbing new people. Every time I would go up there and visit, I'm like, wait, who are you? <laughs> uh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, like you said, coach, we were expanding the uh, number of coaches on the staff. So, I mean, for the first, like Jay Hall said, first couple months, I mean, new faces are showing up and like, oh, this is Coach So-and-so. Like, oh, he's a coach. That's who this yeah. is. Okay. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I was wondering. He's just walking around, no you gear, and now, oh, okay, he's a coach. Yeah. Okay, I see. But, yeah, it's it was crazy. Yep. It is. Uh, it's wild. You know, it's it's uh, somebody, it's, it's gotten so big and, and um, 
and and you got to make sure that everybody's you got defined clear defined roles and everybody knows what their responsibilities are and, and all that as well because you know you got to be careful that you don't have you know too many cooks in the kitchen and, it's, and it turns into one of those right. like well i thought he was doing it well i thought he was doing it and stuff like that you got to always be on guard against that too coach it was fun to watch you guys this year i don't know if you know but um before every game day Braden and i try and do like an upset pick of the week and uh, we always tell the fans don't use our our picks for betting uh, alex did that a couple of times and he, he's down bad on the season but lose you money <laughs> yeah yeah we will lose you money but um we picked you guys like i had all the faith in, in the world in you guys like i think every other week i think y'all like consisted of like i don't know at least a third of our upset picks yeah. and um i'm not gonna lie to you I don't, I don't recall us picking you all for. Actually, no. Maybe we did. We, we pick did. Them for Clemson. For Clemson? Oh, maybe not for Clemson. Don't I know y'all? I can't did remember. When we played Tennessee, so don't lie and say y'all. We did. So we, did. we did. We did. We did. We did. I promise you, Jay Hall did. Jay Hall did. I, I think, promise you. Yeah, Alex is better. Jay, yeah. Jay Hall called. Jay Hall called the Tennessee yeah. one. I don't know if we called the okay. tennis, uh, the Clemson one, but we called the Tennessee one. Okay, Jay Hall. Yeah. You may be the only person in the world that did that one, Jay Hall. So <laughs> I appreciate it. Hey, coach. Man. Hey, I had the faith in you, man. Yes, sir. Look. Uh, you came to, I, I you had came all to what faith. game? Was it Georgia? I came cool. to Georgia. I can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I came to Georgia and um, I left kind of. Yeah. I left kind of <laughs> sad. Me too. You know, I didn't. Me too. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I was Braden, um yeah, Braden knows. I was up there in the booth with, you know, your family and everything, and we was just out there like, man, Ooh, like same. Whew. Same. I but, was on the sidelines saying, man. But yeah. I appreciate that picking the upset. So we um No, nah, to to see you guys go from that Georgia game though to to see the way you guys have finished the season has been incredible you know specifically the two top 10 wins and um just the the fun i know your players are having and, and the energy you bring all the time is it's apparent on social media and we we brag about you all the time what what's it been like um like how how would you even describe this season for you specifically what like what comes to mind when you think of your guys uh resilient um just, I know it's cliche, but like hard work and, um, yeah. you know, we, we started out one and two, we went to, we lost to Arkansas the second week and we were down, I think 21 to three early battled back. I think it ended up being like 44 to 30. And then we obviously had a bad, bad, bad day against Georgia, the game that you're talking about at home and we got embarrassed on national television. But, you know, at that point, uh, we were one and two. I knew we were coming. I mean, Spencer was his third game ever in this system. I knew that Spencer Rattler would continue to get better throughout the year. He was throwing to a lot of people that were new. Um, you know, not to make excuses against Arkansas. We lost our starting defensive end to a torn ACL. We lost our starting linebacker to a torn ACL. Um, you know, we were starting, I think, two true freshmen on defense at that point. So we were just kind of, I don't want to say growing pains, but we just, I knew if we just continued yeah. to work, we would continue to get better. And, um, and, and we did. And that's the thing I love about this group is they worked their butts off and 
they really truly enjoy being around each other. And no matter what had happened on the Saturday before, they always came right back into the facility the next day, ready to go right back to work. Like it wasn't like it was a group that we had to beg them and put some like motivational ploy to go practice hard. They just, they love to compete. Y'all know I'll say the word compete all the time. They love to compete and Mm -hmm. they love to work and they have fun and, and we try and make it fun. I mean, we work hard and all that as well, but I would just say hardworking and then just resilient and, and, you know, hopefully you guys know from being around me for three years, like as a coach, I hope you would say this about me that I never, I never was like on this like emotional roller coaster where I was like super right. high, super low, just trying to stay steady and consistent. And and I try and do that as a head coach as well. And, and I think that's kind of how we were. I mean, we got embarrassed by Florida uh, the week before Tennessee, but it was one of those that I knew we weren't as bad as we looked against Florida that night. And um, that, you know, we had a chance against Tennessee if we just kept working and kept getting better. And that's what that group was. So it was certainly a, a strange year. I mean, we had some lows, but we had some unbelievable highs this season as well. And I think it just goes yeah. to – it's because we're a – we got a group of guys on this team that, you know, just kind of believe in one another and just kept getting better throughout the year and had fun doing it. I'm hoping that the guys at OU, and I'm sure Braden can talk about this a little bit more, uh, learn from our season. Because I think that you guys over at South Carolina did a lot better job of being resilient. You know, um, OU isn't isn't used to, to losing. You know, um, Braden can talk about the young guys and all they've been through, but uh, I'm sure you guys can share some commonalities in, in your record, you know, both taking some L's, both, you know, came back, won some won some big games and that type of deal. I'll say this, like, I just know, and it, you, it's, I reiterate it all the time, like, winning's hard, man. And, and hard. people just sometimes think that you just, it's supposed to happen and that it's expected to happen and all that. And the other team's got good players too. And, and every Saturday is a, grind and when you're at a place like OU like people circle that game on their schedule every single season mm-hmm. and you're going to get their best shot and and yeah there may be you know people just think well you're supposed to beat this team by 40 beat this team by 50 beat this team by 30 well you know the other team's got good players and good coaches too so you know I've always I'll always appreciate winning because I know how hard it is to how hard it is to do as well and I'm sure B would say the same thing just you know from the highs that he's had early in his career to this season, not quite being what they wanted all the time, but, but, uh, you know, he had to be a great, do a great job of being a leader this year too, with some of the adversity they faced. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. It was hard. You know, I mean, our record doesn't resemble, and I think the bowl committee saw that, you know, giving us Florida state, you know, uh, our record really doesn't resemble like how good of a team we are. And, you know, the the dynamic of our team was really weird. I think we probably had the biggest roster turnover the coming back this year. You know, we had a lot of guys go to the league. We had guys leave. We just had a humongous roster turnover. We had an influx of guys come in, a lot of freshmen. So we had a group of old heads. We had a group of young guys, and we didn't really have a lot in between, right? So I think, like Jay said, it's a learning year. You know, a lot of four games, four of those, you know, six losses that we have were within a a score. You know, one was a touchdown against K-State who won the Big 12, and then the rest were by three, you know. 
I mean, we had an overtime loss by three. We had a game losing field goal by three. You know, it's just a lot of a lot of teaching moments happened this year. And I am confident that with all that, you know, it's still his it's still Coach Venable's first year first year. So a lot of teaching moments goes out to the coaches, the coaching staff and the players, right? And so hopefully that's a learning moment that could be turned into wins next year, you know, and, you know, for years to come, you know, that's just, that's just young guys learning how to not lose. Like you said, like we always say, Jay Hall to first, you know, not lose. You have to, or to win first to win, you have to learn how to not lose. And so uh, I'm confident in the coaching staff. They do a great job of pouring into men. I mean, like, I mean, like what, what I can see about your team coach is that, you know, your guys love playing for you. I saw a tweet by one of your guys. Can't remember exactly which one it was, but it was of you yelling at somebody, maybe the other team, maybe a ref or something like that. And they're like, yeah, you thought Beamer wasn't going to step. And I was like, see, that's that love. That's that love because I felt the same way when I was playing for yeah, you, you know? Uh, so uh, I look over I to the sideline and you over there like. We won't get into a <laughs> you know? backstory with that guy. So, yeah. I think that was Tennessee. Uh, that was Clemson. Yeah, it was Clemson. No, yeah, it was, I thought it was Tennessee. Um, One of the oranges. I think there was an incident maybe in both of them, Jay Hall. Let's not get into that. I'm not trying to get into <laughs> trouble. But, but, you know, you guys know, and I hope our guys know here, like I've, I've always will, I've, I got these guys' backs and, and uh, you know, yeah. we'll always yeah. defend them uh, through it all. <laughs> Coach. You and Link were one of the first people to pull a little Deion Sanders here recently. You know, uh, well, a little bit different of a situation, but you got Spencer, right? Like Spencer uh, came over there. Uh, Link got Caleb. Now Deion Sanders is taking him, his son to Colorado. You guys are like the first trio in all of college football to like make moves like this. And uh, I know your situation was a little bit different than theirs and, you know, that type of deal. But what was it like? bringing or getting Spencer and getting Stog and seeing those guys that you were familiar with in the office. Yeah, it was good. Just guys that, you know, I think, think a lot of and cared a lot of care a lot about. And, and uh, during that process early on, it was talking to, you know, when Spencer went in the portal, I knew Spencer was getting hit, hit up by a billion people. Um, so I wasn't trying to like blow him up early. I think I shot him a text or direct message or something. Just, Hey man, thinking of you and here, if you need me and want to talk and, then we then Stog went in the portal and started talking to Stogner and he and or his dad mentioned that you know Spencer was still open and would be interested. So then just kind of reached out to Spencer and kind of got the ball rolling from that standpoint. And it was actually a, a Monday night. I was watching it was in December and I remember Monday night football being on and they both called me and told me they were coming and and uh it was great. It was getting reunited with, you know, both those guys and and then, you know, Stog didn't get here because he had to graduate from OU. Stog didn't get here until the summertime. But Spencer was here in January, but he handled it great. You know, I mean, everybody, when he when he walked in our facility, everybody knew who Spencer Rattler was because of what he had done with yeah. the guys at OU. But he came in and was awesome. Like, you know, didn't try and force his will or anything on anybody. Just came in, just kind of kept his mouth shut, worked hard and earned their respect and earned their trust and – Went from a guy that, you know, nobody even knew who he was in January to he was voted one of our permanent captains and we voted on awards um, a few weeks ago as well. So credit to him and and how he handled that situation also. And then, you know, he went through some ups and downs this year, but proud of him with the way that he battled through each and every week and didn't let the criticism get to him. And then 
And then he yeah. um, he uh, played his butt off, you know, down the stretch as uh, as well. And you guys know this. Like I told yeah. I told people all the time uh, about Spencer. Uh, like he dealt with some adversity this year. And I'm like, well, shoot, he's dealt with adversity before. I mean, people forget that that 2020 season, we started out 0-2 in the Big 12, lost to K-State and Iowa State. And then after that game, never lost uh, again. And then Lincoln, Coach Riley sat Spencer down and put in Tanner Mordecai in that Texas game that year in the first half. And then he put Spencer back in for the second half. We won in four overtimes and the rest is history. So I saw how he handled that situation and – and matured, and he did a great job of doing it again this year too. Yeah, it's fun to see him be himself. You know, just go out there, have fun, yeah. post the pictures on Instagram, celebrate the win with his guys. Yeah. Um, that's Spencer, man, and for him to be able to do that is uh, once again a credit to you and how you run your team and allowing him to feel comfortable to do so. Yeah. Um, happy for you guys, Coach. Wrapping things up before we let you go. Uh, on a non-football or I guess kind of football related note, you were named one of the coaches with the most swag <laughs> in the country, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Uh, what does that mean? Yeah, swag. Yeah. Beamer. Coach Beamer in his swag. Y'all, y'all, yeah. Y'all know you you I, you guys uh <laughs> you and I were together, y'all the three of us were together literally every day for three years. Swag is probably not the word that came to mind when you thought yeah. about me, huh? <laughs> You can be honest and tell the oh, truth. Man. It's all right. I'm curious at who took this poll. I don't. I feel like we can come up with a different word, Braden. Like, is swag the word? I think more so just the way he carries himself, the confidence. I think that's what they mean. I think. Yeah. I guess there's there's different like aspects when you're talking about swag you know and one is the way you carry yourself you know the the confidence that you have and you know the way people gravitate to you and so maybe that's what they're you know maybe that's what they were i think um what's a better word uh personable and young spirited (laughs) there we go that's that's a long way from swag i think jay hall i'll take it i like personable i like young spirited I like Braden's answer better, the confidence that I create myself. <laughs> see, see, I always try, man. You know, Jay Hall. Well, y'all know me when 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 I'm when I rolled into a bunch of those meeting rooms, probably looking as far from swag ish as uh, as possible. When y'all saw that, y'all were probably like, "Are we talking about the same Coach Beamer?" <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so up there with Dion. Come yeah. on now, you got to take yeah. some. I'm, hey. I'm, I'm going to promote it, and then just hope people don't realize. Like my wife and kids, they would also say that there's no swag when I walk in that front. Yeah. Like, Emily's, Emily's like, I don't know who's doing these polls, but go ahead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that is that is hilarious, Coach. Man, we appreciate you for coming on to the podcast. One thing we always do with uh, our guests is just allow them to speak on anything that they want. So any shout outs, anything you want to tell Sooner Nation, anything you want to leave the fans with that, you know, once supported you and still support you at South Carolina, yep. uh, what all do you have for the people? Well, one, I'd say, um, you know, how much we miss the people in Oklahoma. we got some great friends out there. Um, you know, Ryan Hibble, the golf coach, his family spent Thanksgiving with us out here in Columbia this year. And then guys like you that came to a game and, we had an awesome time in Norman and got a lot of great friends there. And that was an awesome time for me as a coach to grow and get out of my comfort zone. But then an awesome time for us as a family to live in a part of the country that we hadn't lived in and 
probably like you, Jay Hall, coming from Charlotte, you grew as a person in so many ways. So it was a great experience for me. And then, and uh, just an opportunity to coach at a place like OU was awesome. And then, and then extra special. And I meant what I said at the beginning of this thing, just the opportunity to, to be around you guys. Like I would not be where I am right now today if it wasn't for the way that y'all played. And, you know, when you're coaching, you get credit as a coach, but it's because of how the players that you coach play. So I'm fortunate that I was around some big time players like you guys that made me look like a better coach than what I am. But not just that, like the, the, how much fun I had around with you guys and how much I enjoyed coming into that meeting room each and every day with you guys. And, and both y'all were, were great players and still are. And you were unselfish. You worked your butt off. You were about the right things. And that was such a joy to, to coach, you know, so I'm appreciative of you guys and so happy for your success, the career you had Jay Hall. I don't think your football days are over the career you're having Braden getting to go to the senior bowl, man, you, you've earned it. It's pretty cool that both you guys play, are going to say that, or, or we'll say that you've been able to play in the senior bowl, you know, and, and, and be NFL guys. So, man, you guys are extra special to me and always will be. And, and uh, appreciate you finally having me on the podcast. On the prairie, man. So <laughs> I kept seeing some, no disrespect to some of these guests that came on this thing, but I'd see some of these guests and I'd be like, dang, man, like, <laughs> Do they not like me? Like, what is going on? <laughs> they asked so and so to come on this thing before me. <laughs> man, coach, we thought you were busy, man. We thought you were busy. That's all. <laughs> not for you guys, man. I always got time for y'all. Y'all know that. I was starting to develop a complex. I wanted to be like, got, they say I'm like the most. I got the coach with the. Uh, I got the most swag of all the coaches, but I can't even yeah. get on the podcast with the Prairie. So something's up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna just I'm gonna just let it go, man. Coach, you make me feel like I want to suit up for you tomorrow, yeah, man. Well, y'all are awesome. I love you guys, man. Miss y'all and 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 thank the world of y'all and your families and what you're about and and be will. We got a couple guys from South Carolina that are gonna be in the senior bowl with you, so make sure you look them up and and uh, I'm gonna try and get down there and come check y'all out for a day too, man. I'm happy for you and go win that bowl game. Yes, sir. Can't wait, man. We love you, too, and I'll definitely get to connect with my guys, you know, soon. So, Got it, my man. Tell everybody yes, I said hello. We'll Lunar do. Nation, December 30th, Notre Dame, Tax Slayer, Gator Bowl, Beamer in the gang going up and uh, hope you guys get a W. Coach, appreciate you for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Merry Christmas to everybody. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas. All right, y'all, that is all we have for this episode. Actually, we have one more episode this week, two more on the year. We got a nice little special interview coming up on Thursday. I think we're dropping it. Uh, we got one more next week. We're going to do a pregame episode, and then we're going to wrap it up with one more at the end of the year. Sooner Nation, we appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Be willing anything for the people. Much love. See y'all December 29th. All right, y'all. Yeah,